What's up, everybody? It's your old pal Sig Neutron, and in this episode, Ranny joins me, and we talk to Campton Wilkins. Uh, we Ranny found him on TikTok, and he's just a fascinating individual that has a really interesting take on just life, consciousness, existence, uh, and I noticed a lot of similarities between things he was saying and things that I was realizing, so I was like, man, we have got to talk, and... This is a result of our first talk, and there will be more. So, enjoy. So, Campton, thanks so much for being here with me and Ranny. Um, we uh, we got we found you on TikTok, yeah. and oh, Ranny found you. Yeah, actually. it was like early morning, and then just random video pops up, and he's like spitting knowledge, and I'm like, who is this young man? Like, I think that we need to know him or get to know him. So, <laughs> welcome. To I'm speak. just happy you think it's knowledge that it makes sense. Even that's like my you know, because I'm a kid, right? I'm just figuring out how to do that. I don't even understand what I'm doing fully yet. Well, yeah, see, well, how old are you actually if you don't mind me asking i'm 23 i'm 20 i'm turning 24 in the summer nice yeah. yeah well that's that's a part of the reason why i think it's so cool too because like we're we're in our 30s and last year was we had this massive spiritual awakening where randy actually started channeling yeah uh, energies spirits i had an accent um, and everything it was really crazy she had like mm. she had like knowledge of new orleans when it all started that's where we were when it started yeah and she had knowledge of the city that there's no way that she could yeah. have known i was just like and it was weird because i was taking a back seat in my mind letting this i knew i wasn't talking like letting something talk through me and it was just like the streets will take us where we need to go and all this like weird stuff and i was like people okay, thought she was a like, local like, yeah it's <laughs> really weird but, whoa yeah. so now it's like now i do divination i do bone divination and like i do a lot of um i just i'm just here to like connect people i think that's what i'm here to, to do um yeah so wow. so we kind of came back from that and then she like these spirits that they started they started as like spirits but then they moved they moved on to like showing us like deities from different cultures and then it just became they 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 were teaching us a language of this it's just that this giant uh, like archetypal energies that like un uh, that underline everything because they started telling us to research different theologies and then they they got me into quantum physics and then all of this like spirituality and science like started to mesh and make so much sense yeah. that like i've spent my whole life being confused of like what what is this and then, you know, now it's like, I feel like we're starting to scratch the surface. And then when I heard you speak, I was like, oh, my gosh, like he's like getting on the same stuff that we are like separately. Yeah. And it's like, we got to We got to chat. <laughs> wow. I love that. <laughs> yeah. So, well, let's so I yeah, I mean, I'm getting excited and I love to talk. So um, <laughs> let's just start with you and your story. So, like, you know, where. Where did you, what were you like as a kid and were you always spiritual or open-minded or yeah, just run us through your story. You know, it's interesting. I've never been asked directly about this from somebody who like is on, is without the veil, so to speak, you know? So as a kid, definitely outsider, definitely something is maybe different. And that came as autism, you know, early diagnosis, dyslexia, learning disability. I was in a learning disability school. Um, you know, my social was never in line. Like I would be over intellectual or on, and, and with extreme 
uh, lack of social ability, or or then I would have very high social ability and then low interest in the intellect, and it just imbalanced me from kind of the dominant public school, so I never really resonated. Um, my parents split early. My dad was kind of, you know, uh, an aggressive force on me, caused some early trauma there, um, which probably wound into my social issues, um, which is all resolved, by the way. I, I'm post-clearing of the negative energies that have, you know, um, were imprinted onto me. So, and still working with, you know, growing into manhood after, uh, you know, spiritual awakening happening three years ago initiating you know that but as far as sorry did you want me to keep going with this yes, yes absolutely this yeah we are, yes yeah. eating up everyone okay. <laughs> great great uh you can tell i'm inexperienced so essentially you know just always a problem always a why am i here no step is making me go forward i'm not resonating with the people around me i don't have a subject i don't have an interest i don't have uh you know a tennis a basketball you know, and you never really know how to tell a kid that they're, you know, special in an area that's that requires high emotional intelligence to be in, which is, you know, the energy of, a, you know, an empath. They just kind of draw it out of people. They draw like yeah, I stand there as like an energetic lightning rod, so to speak. And people just can't help but, you know, want to feel healed uh, around my energy. That's always been present, but never really acknowledged. And that's like one of the great gifts that um, I would now embody as like an adult man coming into being, you know, more confident, secure in my beliefs and whatnot. That's actually coming from direct experience so that the things I'm imparting on people come from at least the most genuine thing that I can express. So I'd, I'd say that's a nutshell. Wow. I mean, yeah. like already, like I, I'm just going to say like at this point in my life, like already with just like this limited interaction that we've had you are the single most like emotionally aware person that i've like even like talked to and you're so mm -hmm. young which is especially uh, it's at, like, a, at your age you know um it's interesting because spirit tells me all the time that a lot of ancients are being reborn at the in the at this time and um they actually mentioned autism being a part of that um, but a lot of ancients are being reborn and um because <laughs> shit's changing shit has to change right now and um these ancient beings are you know here to help facilitate that and you have that light in you i see it yeah wow i don't even know what to say to that that's incredible <laughs> wow so yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, wow. Like, I'm just like, honestly, I'm like floored by your answer. Like, that was so like self-aware and, yeah. and awesome. Like, it's, you know, my personal journey, I, uh, you know, I'm 31 or 32. I forget now. He 32 doesn't know. or something. <laughs> what day is it? Yeah, right? What day is it? Um, but, you know, I went through a lot of uh, alcoholism and like for like six to seven years, of, you know, to the last two getting like really bad. And I was like processing these traumas and figuring this stuff out and like didn't even I wasn't even aware of the spiritual aspect of it until Randy had that awakening and then they started teaching us these concepts of yeah. uh processing trauma and and how like you said like as soon as you you first you were so open the way that you speak so openly about it I already knew that you had processed the trauma 
uh, because mm-hmm. you were just so forthcoming with the information. And that's how I am too, because like before I would be like, oh, you know, I was an alcoholic. Like, I'm not going to tell anybody that. But now it's like I talk about it all the time and not because like, oh, look at me, I was an alcoholic. But it's just because I've per- like I processed that trauma and I realized that as a society, we're I always say we're a post-traumatic society living in disorder. And we, we all, like, no one has really taught us these skills to uh, manage our traumas and manage the way that we think about our own minds. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> um, so, uh, all right. So what was your, what was your, what was your spiritual awakening like? How did that unfold? I would say, you know, n- can I use the term gnosis or gnosis? Do you know so what that funny. Is? I was literally, it's crazy. I, I'm writing a story about, and I've like, I just incorporated the word gnosis like last night into the story. So yes, it's, I, I know exactly what you're talking about, but you go ahead and explain <laughs> it for our listeners. All right. So I essentially before every great teaching is made, there was no like spirituality. It was just a moment of gnosis, right? A moment of like receiving that, uh, consciousness. So essentially, yeah, my entire life, uh, you know, depression, it got worse, suicidal thoughts in high school. I dropped out junior year because of it. And then, uh, no schooling. Uh, I was in, I was in a chair, was playing video games for, from 16 to 18, basically. So that ruined my posture. Um, you know, and this all plays into this spiritual awakening. So essentially it was, I could no longer perform at a job that I had from 18 to 20. I accidentally sold um, cigarettes to a minor and then the police, you know, came in, got the citation and then I got suspended from the job. But I was so miserable, screaming and crying every single day because I didn't know that anything that I was doing was uh, for a purpose. That was it. Like, I don't have a purpose. You know, that's why I wanted to die. I never like I was doing all these things that I thought was, were trying uh, things that I was trying to um, better myself with, but just were not panning out. I always felt like I had an internal kind of whispering voice to start to cultivate power in confusing ways, you know, and confusing like, oh, I don't want to be an aggressive person, which would limit me saying expressing my emotions to somebody, you know, so. I was coming into that. I had to approach all that. And funny enough, it happened with video games. My spiritual awakening happened with uh, pot and video games because the marijuana would give me realizations about how to practice Rocket League. Um, Do you know that game? (laughs) Yeah. Uh Okay. So I would figure out how to play Rocket League better. And I was like, whoa, the mind works a certain way. Can I like, uh, you know, (laughs) abuse that? Can I hack that? And and uh, so I met and then it led to mindfulness. Oh, I just have to be aware of my thoughts and I can just shred these guys on this video game. So, you know, that was my first fun moment after a lifetime of depression. My, you know, it started to awaken the chemicals of fun and whatnot. Yeah. It was just, you know, it started the path. But the, the moment uh, that the spiritual awakening happened was my mind kind of separated from identification with the body and my I would have a an insight and my body would like jump for glee as if it was responding to thoughts that I was having about the nature of reality as if it was celebrating in my awakening. Yeah. So I was like, what was that? And that became my favorite thing ever. And then I just followed down that path until now. 
That's amazing. That's it's so funny because I was we kind of giggling because he has a similar. Yeah, I mean, well, so all oh, the spiritual really? realizations started happening, but then like because uh, I, I play Overwatch, um, mm-hmm. and and then I was like, once I started getting into meditation and mindfulness and stuff, and I was like, wait can I apply this to video games? And like, as soon as I started doing that, I got so much better. And mm-hmm. it's like, then I start using video games to actually train my, my mind um, because it, it's, it works your brain in certain in ways that only video games can, you know, especially if you're playing against other people. And I started working on like trying to uh, listen to my intuition. Like, should I go left or right or, you know, and then I realized when things like chaos happens, we sort of check out. And it's like, you're just watching the screen, but you're not really focused on the parts of this. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and, and I think, and the more mindful you are that you watch all the details, the more you almost become like superhuman. And it's only, it's just a matter of paying attention, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's, mm-hmm. we, we don't realize that we don't pay attention half the time. We're subconscious programs like running. And I think a, an awakening happens is when you realize that the subconscious loop that you're in is a loop and there's nothing, there's nothing, there's no progress in the loop. And mm-hmm. then you're like, but wait, there's more. And then that was, that was why I was drinking so much. I just, I was like, what is it? I, I, my friend just passed away and we worked together creatively. And I was like, well, what is the point of anything? You know, like I, I, I was with you. Like, I didn't feel like I had a purpose. Like there were things that I did that I enjoyed, but like, it's just like, what does it all mean? You know, this this place is like horrible. Blah, and it's yeah. just, and then if we just die, like, you know, like. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, this is so interesting because I just, um, just looking at his eyes, they seem very familiar. So I'm just like, hmm, very interesting. So I was just wondering, do you have any like Claire gifts? Like um, Claire audience or do you hear spirit? Do you see spirit? Um, it's almost like I'm channeling a higher self, but mm-hmm. I don't label it. Yeah. Um, you know, with like the development of my maturity, I and the way that I can articulate, I would say that comes from some kind of extra dimensional aspect because it almost feels like impossible imagination. It feels like mm-hmm. shockingly, you know, accurate imagination that affects other people the high ideas that I was getting, right, was what I first started using for other people. And that was extra dimensional. So I just applied that as much as I could. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I would say that's a clear gift, you know. Yeah. Uh, so it's like a clear cognizance. It is like a, a clear knowing. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that, and it's funny because like I have this theory, like you're one of the few people that I've uh, so basically, I started this uh, philosophy of irreverentism, which is basically just like open to all ideas and not defining things. And because I believe there is a unified theory of spirituality and also science it's all one the way that I look at it. Um, but everybody's trying to put the piece of the everybody's trying to put the collective puzzle together in separate pieces when it all fits together. And the more we put those separate pieces together, the more we see the bigger picture. But sort of society sort of limits itself by definitions. And like you said, like you don't want to define it as a higher self. But I feel like these terms are just the interface terms that we yeah. can use. Like uh, they, they taught us, like they showed us deities from the Ifa tradition, which is like uh, from Yoruba, like Africa. Mm-hmm. And the reason why they showed us this is because all of these deities had archetypal personality traits and story that they used through the story. They taught us a language of context to understand a greater whole. 
but it was like so it's not it's not like oh zeus is the guy you know it's like there is an energy that was zeus and this this energy did these things and it interacted with humanity on these ways but like do you have to call him zeus do you it's like no it's, it, that's limiting in a sense you know yeah they're basically mm-hmm. like avatars for the elements so like earth wind water lightning fire they all have like a face that man can understand <laughs> yeah i call it the but interface of I god i work with all of the elements um but they're de- def i don't definitely um have like a i'm not like oh this is this god you know or this is this god it's like the elements um that i work with yeah and, and it's when you start understanding universal like yin and yang balance like shadow and light and how like good and evil sort of becomes a gray concept um you know it's more of just about progress and driving Mm -hmm. experience in the universe like we work with like you know like jesus archetypal energy and also like satan the luciferianism archetypal energy you know it's like Mm -hmm. it's the the making something evil and demonizing it is is limiting yourself off to the the greater picture you know and i think maybe humanity had to develop this way uh, with that certain understanding to get to this point. Uh, but now I think it's time for us to start to expand and see the bigger picture. I would agree that it is time. Um, definitely trying to help in doing that. Yeah, yeah you're doing a great <laughs> job, man. Your yeah. videos are so important. And the way that you can condense such awesome uh, information in these tiny little TikTok bites, it's just like, it, dude, it's, it's awesome, man. It's a true Thank gift. Man. It's, a true gift. it's so hard. It's it's so creatively exhausting, but, you know, powering through is the only way that it turns out. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, because this subject is so huge. So I guess I'll just like ask some pointed questions. So what do, what do you feel like the nature of our exit? Why do you think we're here? What is this third dimensional experience? Hmm, I love this. Oh, my God. <laughs> an amazing question. Wow. What is this third dimensional existence? Um, you know, recently I've not been saying game anymore, like not treating it as a game, but just the way that it is, you know, make it as simple as possible. Um, I'm a human, you know, I'm going to mess up. And the more I let that go and detach myself from the up and down, the better it gets. So I've been going with that. So I think that's, um, you know, how our ancestors were, you know, how you have to, like you're sitting in a tree and, you know, maybe you get attacked by an animal. Maybe you have to jump out of the tree and kill an animal. You know, that's, I think that's still in us to some degree, that intelligence, that alertness, that meditative mind. So I think accessing that, learning how to be a human, that's what we're here for. And is it, you know, an an outside force that pours itself into matter to have an experience for, uh, to experience change, who knows? You know, but I like to entertain all of these ideas. And um, I think it's just the entertaining that is needed to, uh, you know, develop your own philosophy. You know, reincarnation, uh, it's on the table. Definitely love it. I love it. And I can see the themes of my life because I'm, you know, logically contemplating it. And I rest in that ease, I guess. So, yeah, nutshell. Yeah, See, I, I have a theory, like among many theories, and they're all layered, is that I think that the third dimension is sort of the realm of limitation and experimentation. 
because mm-hmm. think about it, if we were these eternal minds that just plug into physical spacesuits, uh, I believe that our bodies are our physical anchor to, po- to points in time space. So mm-hmm. it's like, so if we want to stay in this timeline, we need a physical vessel to keep our consciousness in this point in time space. Uh, because when we're not in a vessel where, you know, time is, is limitless, you know, it's, there's everything is all at once. So when we plug in, we are coming here to turn our knowledge of our eternal infinite mind into wisdom by putting it into action through experimentation with limitation. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 <laughs> wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I like that too. Yeah. Yeah. And see, and it's, again, it's like that's a theory. I mean, it's see, it's like I weigh things by how much sense they seem to make, and that seems to resonate with a lot of sense to me. It just it just makes sense. Um, but I think that I think our society has gotten too caught up on thinking they know. Um, as an irreverentist, I'm proud to say that I know that I don't know. Because, like, when you think that you know something, you literally close yourself off to all possibility, you know? Mm. So I just, I just float in the land of maybe. Like, have you, uh, Robert Anton Wilson, have you ever uh, experienced, it, read any of his work or anything? Prometheus Rising? Uh, yes, I think he did that one. Uh, and then, yeah, uh, yeah, I watched the document Maybe Logic. I still got to read uh, his books, but his fascinating mm-hmm. mind. But he talks about mm-hmm. a lot about how we should start saying maybe a lot more than, like, is and I think that would save a lot of people a lot of stress, man. Like, everybody's so, like, on social media, they have to argue a point and they got to be, like, everybody just wants to be right. They don't care if they're actually right. They just want to be the winner of an argument, you know? And it's like, yeah. if everybody was just like, yeah, man, like, I don't fucking know. Like, it's <laughs> like, yeah, well, how do you see the world of this weird experience that we're in, you know? It's like, mm-hmm. if we start sharing this information, like, that's that's when we're gonna start having like more and more spiritual realizations because like we are all of these self-aware beings thrown in this chaotic mess, you know, and nobody's trying to like untangle it. They're just getting caught up and like, you're bad, us versus you, you know, like but it's it's there's so much more that we just gotta take the time and chill to figure out. <laughs> Do you got something? Um, um we could just have another question <laughs> yeah um man okay did it freeze again it looks like it froze uh can you still hear us yeah it looks like it froze oh oh, oh. say something hello oh okay, okay there, there you go, go. Yep, just froze real Came quick yeah. um okay yeah okay well what are you thinking right now we'll put the well i had a response i wanted to ask you where we could place more wise how, how you could give somebody an easy maybe is what i meant you said we should be asking maybe more. Yeah. Where's a place that you can give somebody? Um, hmm. So uh, basically, well, I just started this experiment uh, where I would do a post, and I instead I just totally swap out. No matter what I'm talking about, I say maybe rather than mm. is, even if mm-hmm. it seems like it's a definite. Because uh, there's definitely a scale of like likely truths or you know likely possibility, but I just say maybe all the time now. And then mm. and see where that goes. And it's, it's a weird mm. thought. It like forces you to think about how often you say a definite, you speak in absolutes. Mm-hmm. And I think we just reexamine, at least like, if you don't say it all the time, at least just like, think about how, how much we speak in absolutes, you know? Mm. What about sarcasm? Um, well, I mean, of course, like comedy, of mm. course. Yeah, yeah, totally. Like, 
Well, that's yeah. See, that's the thing too, because I like that you're 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 making me think here, because like, <laughs> I haven't really got to like talk out like a reverentism too much with people, because I just mainly just talk into the mic. But yeah, mm-hmm. so it's like that's the yeah, because I like I, I like irreverent humor, and it's like I don't know. I mean, I guess it's all situational. I guess you know, like if you want to make a joke, make a joke. Uh, if you want to be sarcastic, do it. It's all part of the experience, you know. And yeah. I think if you just personally operate from an area where you don't necessarily believe in absolutes, it just kind of just drops a lot of stress, I think, you know? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. It's kind of like detached. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So here's a question. So you mentioned, um, that you have like basically purged your traumas or transmuted them and stuff. So how did you, how did you come across the realization that that was even possible? And how did you go about doing that? Well, all of the all of the concepts kind of um, just amalgamated from separate areas and then became one practice. So I was naturally drawn. Like when I quit my job, I had infinite time because I saved up money. I never really bought anything, didn't have a car, n- nothing. Just I was able to save, barely fed myself that depressed. So I had money to lean on and... I was just naturally drawn to meditating to just think how to like, I was practicing how to think just first. Like that's how I was discovering if it was possible because I was going to have to do that. I was going to have to work with this challenge to uh, get the physical going. And I started walking. So that was an element, you know, to the side of meditation. I didn't know that what I was doing was meditation, but it was helping me with my mind. And then now I started walking. So, you know, these elements came together and they, they, was, they were working. I was having spontaneous realizations about the nature of my mind and self and identity and how you can change the mind. And then, you know, it got me more interested in the brain, like the physical matter, what I'm dealing with. So neuroplasticity. Oh, they hooked up ECG machines to these monks and they're, you know, emitting gamma waves permanently, which is just happens when you're in a moment of joy. Like, uh I couldn't ignore these things and they all melded together. And then, yeah, that's how I started. That's awesome. That's pretty much how like, so I listened to her, like she channeled messages from, you know, spirit or whatever you want to call it again. Like I still, I haven't found a word that fits. I start calling, I call it the unseen maybe, but even that feels kind of ominous. And it's like, I don't know. I just can't really find a word that encapsulates, but for now we'll just say spirit. Um, Looking for a word isn't that important. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but so she channeled messages from spirit and then that sent me on these little quests. It was almost like a, an RPG where I'm doing all these side quests and then I would learn something here and then I learned something over there. And then, yeah, all these separate sources start to build a bigger picture. And then I realize, whoa, and then it comes to those big aha moments. And now it's like, I live for the aha moment, you know, mm-hmm. but, um, yeah, like I'm just thinking of so many things now. I know. I'm just thinking Papa Legba. <laughs> for some reason, Papa Legba, he's uh, Mercury, the god of communication. Um, but I, he's actually the one, the one um, deity that I work with. Where I'm always like, Papa Legba, <laughs> like, hey, what's up? He's he's um, really funny. Yeah, yeah, he's really funny. He's kind of like a trickster, um, but he definitely tricks you into thinking a lot. That's like his goal is for you to progress, for you to learn, Papa Legba. Mm-hmm. So, so here's a question. Uh, what's your take on some sort of uh, intelligence outside of ourselves or essentially like a gods or deities or archetypal energies that are like conscious? Mm. 
So you're asking, what are my beliefs on conscious other energies? Yeah. Or like, uh, yeah, do you, uh, I guess to put it simply, like, do you believe in like gods or, you know, like, however you choose to define that or? Hmm. I would say that my basis for approaching that would be, um, are you familiar, are you familiar with Maha Samadhi? Uh, I I feel like I've heard the term thrown around, but uh, yeah, Hmm. if you want to explain. It's like when you raise your consciousness to a certain level of enlightenment so that you can permanently astral project. You can just leave the body. And that's not to escape suffering. You know, this is after yoga attainment. This is after, you know, um, raising your consciousness to permanent joy and whatnot. This is leaving the body intentionally. So I would say that there's some element of continued energetic growth within a soul. And that could approach levels of, you know, the archangels who have strong energetic maybe manipulation with the earth to guide humans as they, you know, experience their journey of spiritual awakening, Um, you know, not shocking them with enlightenment because that, you know, is would cause psychological damage. Mm -hmm. Like basically it's like it's not weaning. Weaning is the wrong word. It's just like, you know guiding in a way that we don't understand at all or at least i don't um but i believe that your energy continues to grow and you may approach um a guide over a planet a person or that's what i think cool yeah Yeah, that's kind of like that was the most interesting thing that i started to learn it's like it's not about like worshiping these things as something separate and above you it's about like at, like it's working your own mind that you can you can achieve these states of consciousness like it's it's we're all on a scale and a ladder you know and it's like the people at the bottom even people that aren't necessarily spiritually aware or awake they're they're no better or worse than anyone else we're all just like infinite minds that are working through the alchemical process of refining our consciousness you know and i think once you do that you start to unlock the higher realms um and it, like because it, it was weird like when they started teaching us they were like um you know, at, at first they, they taught us again. Yeah, I like that you say that, that like shocking with enlightenment. Uh, I have this concept of called like I call it the spiritual bends, uh, where it's like almost like spiritual decompression sickness, where if you're inundated, just overwhelmed with this information of enlightenment, you, you, it's really hard to process. And if you raise your vibration like really quickly, you'll experience like physical, like ill symptoms. Uh, like we've done rituals and releases and things and like you feel it physically you know Mm -hmm. and i think that the vessel can only they only allow so much and then they're like okay now it's time to touch a tree get grounded yeah something (laughs) yeah just like you said like weaning weaning is kind of a good like weaning and subtly guiding yeah because in the beginning of the spiritual awakening it was literally like we were on acid for like two months it was like but it, it had to happen it was just like every day was a different energy that was coming in and having things happen and it was like i don't think a normal like if i didn't have him with me to experience this i would have thought that okay i'm just fucking crazy now like this is it like i'm hearing all these things everything looks like i'm on ecstasy everything's moving like it was um it's definitely like it's definitely intense but then after you know yeah like mindfulness meditation all the time um, now it's almost like we can I can bring myself back to the feeling what these energies want me to know is like remembering the feeling of working with these different deities entities whatever you want to call them and like the meditation helps you get back to that place because it's like do you remember working with this 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 god what that felt like in your stomach remember that feel tell me remember this feeling 
and I'm like, okay, I'll remember this feeling. And then when I'm making something or like doing some sort of magic, <laughs> I will bring myself back to whatever elemental guide, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, okay, when I'm working with um, the God of fire, like I really feel it in my belly and it's a certain intense feeling. And then I kind of harness those energies. I don't know. Where was I going with that? Like, well, <laughs> but I'm just think, like basically I think the point like, is like in amazing direction. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, like uh, they're teaching us to catalog feelings. Yeah. Feelings is like really important when you're working with these um, with these energies. Because I I yeah. think that uh, I think because I, I watched one of your videos on telepathy too. So um, I think that telepathy uh, comes more, and I've I've heard other people speak about it. It's uh, their words are so limiting actually. Uh, yeah. A lot of people think telepathy is like send, I'll send you like a sentence and you hear the sentence. Um, well, that might be possible, but I think it's more so you send a feeling that tells you everything you need to know, almost like a dream where you feel something and you have this knowing without knowing. It's projecting, uh, like the feelings are the waveforms that project the message through the quantum sea, you know? Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely, 100%. So do you think that uh, you believe that like, superhuman powers like we telepathy do like do you believe that it's possible we could do like psychokinesis or any of those do you believe that that's possible oh absolutely and that that's the craziest part like that that reaches like seriously dramatically deviant uh beliefs from the people around me so it's like even hard to explore while integrating an ego but i think if i really went for it if i went in the forest somewhere completely new technology just like really connected with my human body fasting for days at a time breath work you know i feel like uh, you know some crazy stuff will be possible definitely <laughs> that's yeah i'm right there with you man it's like and that's the thing too is like reconciling that with egoic thinking because like you tell somebody like dude, I bet I could move something with my mind. They're like, you're like a crazy person. And it's like, but it's not, it's not about, it's not about the fact that I think I would be better at doing it. It's like, I think anybody can do it. Just like, I always use the analogy of a backflip. If I had never seen anybody do a backflip, I would think they're impossible. So I would never even attempt to do a backflip. But now mm -hmm. that I've seen someone do a backflip, I know that I could actually practice and it's possible for me to do a backflip. So basically, yeah. we just need people to start like awakening to these powers, and once one person does it, it's gonna it's gonna change everything, you know. And it, it's that's right. I feel like uh, consciousness informs creation. Uh, Greg Braden said that, but I think that we are telling ourselves the answers through stories that we tell ourselves. Like, look at our modern mythologies, for instance, like X Men. Like, that's a story about people, uh, you know having extra extraordinary powers and then there's this whole huge societal element of humans that are like are normal people that are like we got to shut this down they're dangerous you know and it's like if that happened in our world that's how it would flow you know there would be this it would just like it would royal the socio-political spectrum uh if, if people like had uh, abilities you know uh mm -hmm. and and so it's like I've, i think that we might possibly see that kind of stuff in our lifetime and it's just interesting to see where that's going to go and it's like and you're you're part of that next wave that's coming in that's yeah. like you're you're already ahead of the game like and it's like it took me like yeah you know this long i to... think that we're definitely um reaching a point where they're going to start nourishing people's gifts as opposed to um just administering um medications and stuff to block people's gifts i think that more people are be becoming aware of how important it is to um nourish these gifts as opposed to blocking 
punishing. I mean, it's going to take some time, but like even with my granddaughter, like I'd been getting these messages, writing them down, like you're the daughter of the lion, daughter of the sun. My granddaughter comes over and she looks at the ceiling and she points at it and she goes, there's a lion up there. That was right above her head. She just... <laughs> right above my head. And I'm like, huh, you see a lion? And I tell my daughter, my daughter is more Christian, so she kind of like freaks out. She's like, well, and I'm like, well, I mean, I believe she has a gift. I, have, I believe that she can see uh, energies and spirits. So, you know, and it's funny, too, because she wants she's like three and she was meditating. She actually called it that. Too. She, she said, Mom, I'm meditating. My daughter was freaking out. And I told her, don't do that. Like, she was like, don't do that. She's like, did you teach her this? And I was like, I didn't teach her that. But that's good that she's at this time trying to meditate. Like, that's very, you know, that's very self-aware for a little kid who doesn't know anything about meditating. She said she was sitting sitting with her legs crossed doing this, saying, I'm meditating. Yeah, my my daughter calls me on the phone like, why did you teach her this? I'm like, I didn't, but you shouldn't stop her from doing it. And then I try to send her some YouTube videos so she can learn, you know, further. Because, like, that's crazy. <laughs> you know, I mean, like, crazy good. It's like, it's just yeah. fascinating. Little, little kids are like these little ancient ones. <laughs> They're already <laughs> meditating. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I, th- I think um, the best way I can put it is uh, in you know, like a metamorphosis in a cocoon, there are imaginal cells that develop. And those are the cells that contain the new blueprint for the new butterfly. Uh, But then there are still the old caterpillar cells that they either, they fight it. They actually attack these imaginal cells uh, because they want to stay a caterpillar. But then once the imaginal cells start to group up and organize, then they start to outnumber the caterpillar cells. And the caterpillar cells have to either die off or they have to change, rewrite their code to become imaginal cells. And I feel like that's what's happening is, like, I think that a lot of minds are incarnating on the planet right now to be the imaginal cells. And it's like, we're, we're connecting right now, having this conversation. And we just like somehow found each other, you know, like it's synchronicities are what helps like the organ, like the cells find each other, I think, you mm-hmm. know, and it, cause there's a big system happening and like it, this, people think we're crazy right now, but like, this is, this is where society is headed, man. Yep. You know, <laughs> yeah. That's incredible. Yeah, that is it's it's definitely headed there. Like it's inarguable almost like you can't say anything. That's where it's headed. If you know, if you're, you know, out of the matrix, so to speak, um, you know, it's going there. Mm -hmm. What do you how do you envision the future like unfolding in the next like 10, 20 years? Um, Oh, I answered this earlier. This is one of my favorite questions because we're right in the middle of something crazy going on. So I think in the next 10 years, that'll be over. You know, one could hope. I'm I'm extremely optimistic. So, you know, in 10 years, I'd say it's over. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, AI will get even better. Automation and things like that will strip away the jobs that are being like teased right now that are being stripped away. Like, you know, the creative people are struggling because nobody has extra money right now. And um, I think people's minds will start to awaken and that'll affect when all this goes back. They won't want these jobs. Maybe you know. Maybe there's a uh, a creative movement movement somewhere in there where people are back on their game. The economy's flourishing, and we can dump money into like sciences and creative endeavors, and like really try to save the planet. I think more of that, um, you know. And I'm always uh, 
wrong about the pace of spiritual awakening. Because when I spiritually awakened, I was like, why isn't everybody realizing this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Really. So at that point, uh, you know, it's hard to say with, with the spiritual aspect, but I can I can see the emotions. It's the jobs being stripped away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, from automation and, and things like that. So what about you? What, what do you guys think? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's... Uh we've lived as a society for so long that uh, had to be like sort of like a worker bee society, which I think was important to get us technologically and socially to this level where we're at. Um, but now like people, it's, it's been so ingrained to them that nobody realizes that, uh, you know, there's so much more to life. Like no, a lot of people, like I know like a lot of people that are, I'm like, so you got this, you want to do something creative and they just, they don't, they don't even know. Like they don't, they don't have a hobby. They don't have any interest other than like their job that they work. And it's like, they're just defined by the skill that they like our labor that they have, you know? And it's, I think, um, I think everybody's starting to wake up to, well, yeah, with life being made easier. I think it's a lot of people are going to have to face the uncomfortable realization, but yeah. it also in a, a sense it, it, it empowers them and it'll, it'll awaken them. And it, it you just I think the more we have conversations like this and the more that we talk to people and say like you're not crazy if you start experiencing these things because I think that everybody has this uh, like own personal like spirit team or whatever you want to call it like helping to wean them and guide them and you hear their guidance through your mind and the more that like we say hey man you're not crazy like oh you keep seeing things at the same time and all this like weird stuff that you're not crazy like this is just this is magic is real man and it's like and if you can like accept that like your world becomes so much more magical and so much more fulfilling you know like i am the happiest i've ever been in my entire life and the same thing like once we had these realizations i was like we're why so is everybody to tell everyone like dude like i'm listening to spirits i'm like doing these things that the spirits are telling me and shit's happening and like we're sober now blah 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 and they're like oh you know that I mean, i'm glad you're sober now but and we're like, Silence, but, but magic, guys, but magic. magic. It's and they're real, like, yeah, like, literally, okay. you guys. Um, so it's gonna uh, take some weaning, but it's it's. Uh, I do. See, I see. I see people becoming a lot more tender towards one another. Like once they start accepting these changes, but that's not gonna come with a lot of. There's a lot of uh, tension right now. There's gonna be more, you know, deaths, more. I don't know. It's just, it's just, there's going to be a lot of hard times before it gets good, but then it's going to be really good. I really believe it. I am optimistic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we're both very optimistic, and mm-hmm. it's like we just know it's going to be uncomfortable. Like once yeah. once I discovered the process of alchemy and like how that works, it, it just makes so much sense. Like things are going to have to get, like sometimes you have to have a breakdown to have a breakthrough, you know. And um, this is like one fly. Fly. I know, right? Get out of here. Um, use, use our minds to like force it out of here. But I think also uh, <laughs> um, people take for granted other people a lot. And really, other people are all we have. You know, they are the mirrors in which we see ourselves. And we can't know ourselves. This is another reason why I think that the source of all fractured itself into. Uh, separate parts so that it could experience itself because without somebody else to offer me a decision to make I can never know who I am you know it's like if uh, like 
I don't being in any sort of situation like do I need to like rob a bank or like I have this problem of uh, I need money do I rob a bank do I do, you know it's like we've created this web of story that we can live ourselves like find ourselves in you know that's what I think <laughs> I'm on board and well it's funny to, I keep coming back to the concept of bodhisattvas like they see I keep getting yeah. pushed to there and that's basically if uh, if you're uh, unaware for the listeners it's like bodhisattvas are people that have attained enlightenment and then but then make the choice to come back to the third density to help show other people the way and mm. it's like that concept resonates so strongly with me because my whole life i've spent like what the hell am i doing here you know like there's no magic there's no, no this place sucks you know like mm. and so but now like that i'm having this great awakening and it's like feels so good like you said those not like those revelations are just like just you get so amped and juiced yeah. you know and it's like yeah. oh this this is why i'm here because like i've i've figured this thing out before and then i came back to like find myself again and you know it's the journey of finding yourself and you learn about yourself to read with rediscovering yourself you know i think i would say you never learn anything you only remember because like time is everything has already happened and you know and now we're we're just remembering who we are and you know if, if the great infinite mind has already covered all the bases it's just which realm do you float in you know as your personal particular point of awareness which realm do you float in i love that yeah it's kind of like the the archetypal energy sources i think i think that these it's sort of i think indra's net or whatever it's uh where the points cross but the the deities are like the deities are like a conscious path let's say the luciferian archetype that's a uh, some someone with pride uh you know that that believes in themselves like there are there are shadow aspects to that like the ego but there are also like good like good aspects to that so i think when you're a mind you're your own mind and you make decisions that put you down the path of a Luciferian archetype, you essentially become sort of that essence of that archetype because you embody those decisions. And we can all make the same decisions. You can be like anything you want to be like just by thinking about it. Oh my God, this fly. <laughs> it's Literally, like, oh, it's like, going from what's, my face. what's up, Beelzebub? Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I think, I think you become the essence of archetypes, archetypal energies. Uh, and the more you make decisions there, the more you're almost counseled by those energies. So I think that we're all made up of different, uh, I think we're all made up of our past decisions in a sense, you know, the archetypes mm -hmm. we've chosen. Mm -hmm. I completely agree. <laughs> Man, I, there's like so many things that I like, what, do you have any questions? Do you want to throw um, something out? So, yeah, uh, you talked about meditation. Like what is your... <laughs> What do, do you have like a, a regular practice, like a daily, um, just things that you, you like to, to put into practice regularly? Um, a lot of self-reflection, you know, yeah. like I'm, I, I'm working so hard on the TikTok and making content and videos and trying to expand that, trying to make the message, the thing that I do every day. And so I, I use essentially all of my resting time with meditation and yoga to figure out how to like manage that stress and and the pressure and, and whatnot and you know so it's and i just have fun a lot you know i go outside i get real tan you know i go do some fun things outside you know sports 
Um, you know, I was just throwing the tennis ball for hand-eye coordination, doing weird like monkey movements, like getting really into you know it. Um, so, can you repeat the question? Because I think I got off track. Oh no, you you answered it pretty well. I mean, yeah. you, you you seem very well balanced. My question was if you had a daily practice. Um, right, no, nothing daily. It's spontaneous. Yeah, that's good. Just like I'm always kind of in a meditative state. Um, you know, like with the mindfulness, because that like kind of solidified one day. I just didn't know what the concept of not being mindful was anymore. Mm -hmm. And then from then on, it's just been like a instant uh, cognition of things. Like when I read it, or you know, when I want to speak about it, or when I try to have an idea, it's all just flows naturally my intent just kind of unfolds if I let it and that's a process in itself because mm -hmm. these things can be like go faster with content go faster with business and then we suppress ourselves and that could be like a confidence thing or it could be no I need to give myself rest and discerning those is a challenge in itself so I really have to use meditation to figure out how to use this uh mind so use yeah. my mind to integrate it into society because I know what I need to know to go in the forest and just I like existence this is awesome but I've chosen <laughs> to don the ego robes and that comes with a lot of responsibility so um, what kind of content do you have on your TikTok for the audience to uh... mm, okay so it's kind of like 60 second nuggets of uh, an attempt to give people spiritual wisdom and they, these people have seen me grow from, you know, I guess it's been a year now. So they've seen a year of growth. And one of the, uh, in the moment that people grow the most, the early 20s, you know, like that personality starts to come in, your brain's almost done. And, you know, obviously we develop for the rest of our lives, but this is when it's really happening, when that metamorphosis is going on. Mm -hmm. Somebody the other day said they've loved watching me grow as a human. So mm -hmm. essentially it's the evolution uh, the evolution. And again, I forgot the question. I was just yeah, so you, excited. You answered good. the yeah, question yeah. perfectly. Okay. You know, um, yeah, it's just really exciting that you are this young person who is so insightful. And I believe that the light that you carry through your, your TikTok messages um, is really going to resonate and help a lot of young people and older people too, because you really, you really get your points across um, like in a very digestible way. So thank mm -hmm. you for that. I really, I really appreciate the work that you're putting out. Mm -hmm. The world needs that. Yeah. So uh, if you had, because a, a lot of my listeners, like there, might a lot of people might be starting their own spiritual journey. They might be, maybe they're on the verge of awakening and they don't really understand it. What would be your advice for like people that are just either they want to seek it out or they feel like they're ready because sometimes it just happens to you but like what's your advice on getting through your spiritual awakening uh mainly to not over try to overdo it yeah. you know because if you push the pace then you kind of lose the light yeah and you know it's it's all just oh i know this now i'm gonna let it unfold mm -hmm. and go with that uh, you know do the obvious things take care of your body you know, don't ignore these things. Uh, I think discipline is key and we're afraid of the word discipline, but it's really just, you know, taking care of myself almost. And it's not something to be afraid of. It, it in fact propels itself once you begin it and it's all synergetic, you know, that chi comes around, right? Mm -hmm. um, and you feel the physical and mental energy and you're balanced spiritually. So I think that even just intending towards figuring out what that means for you 
is the road and the process to get, getting those insights. Yeah, another like I feel like I definitely want to have you back if you want to come back like multiple times. Like I feel like we have so many topics we can crack open like yeah. in depth. And um, actually, I want to do a bone reading for you if you're down. Uh, what, what's like a, that? A bone, it's like a bone divination. So that's my form of divination. It's um, I throw bones. I can just do a bone reading for you because I really feel that it's important. Just there's something about you that's very familiar, and um, I think that it'll it'll help you in a way. I would love that. Yeah. That sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's basically it's. Uh, I feel like her. Uh, yeah, the bone divination. It seems like an archaic method, but it's actually a way to interface with the other side, and it's it's almost like getting a, a spiritual diagnosis. Yeah. Uh, which like that's how she helped me like radically improve and and transform was through like her like weekly bone reading she gives me. So you guys just lagged for the first part of that. Oh. Uh, I was just saying, like her, the it's basically like a spiritual diagnosis. Did you hear that part? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and she's just she's helped me so much, uh, just to getting her weekly bone readings and stuff. Yeah. And I think it's like it's like a Amazing. way to interface. Uh, it seems archaic, but it's a way yeah. to interface with. It's the, basically like if I if I hear spirit tell me that you should do a reading for like I should do a reading for someone, I'm like, okay, I'll do it. <laughs> I don't, right on. I don't believe in coincidences, and I know we found you for a reason, and I I really feel like. You're very important and what you're doing is very important so i'd love to help you in any way that i can with your with your um whatever you're doing on your path i think it's fucking wow. awesome <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much wow that means a lot to me really thank you i'm totally down to do that awesome right we'll, we'll set that up after this yeah awesome like when you're you know whenever it's a good time for you yeah. right on. yeah yeah so uh do you have any you have any thoughts we'll like round this out here like any any thoughts you want to close with or anything that you're thinking of um well one of my thoughts is you guys are pixelated right now uh-huh. um so i i'm just having trouble there but you said closing remarks like anything that i wanted to bring up or yeah. whatnot yeah or any um, topics you want to crack open because <laughs> man i you guys filled my head. You really did. Because <laughs> all I'm doing is thinking about things now, you know. Awesome. I was just like, you guys were keeping the flow going. I, I just have a lot to think about, I guess. That's what I'm thinking right now. Cool. Well, I think, uh, yeah, it's because, like, I feel like there's way more than I want to talk about. But it's also, it's like, I feel like we've we've both given each other, like, all of us, like, a lot to, like, absorb. Yeah, this absorb. was a really wonderful exchange of energy. And yeah. we're really happy that we were able to get you um, to talk with us. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm mutually glad. <laughs> and then uh, we'll talk about it after. Well, yeah, well, I'll yeah, bring it so up afterwards. But um, pages you want to plug? Yeah. So what? Uh, oh. Where can people find you on the interwebs? And uh, what you got going on? Uh, you know, it's kind of uh, I've been kind of moving my energy towards different areas. I'm on YouTube now. My name is my full name is Campton Wilkins. You can find me under that on YouTube. And I use Instagram uh, to do voice messages for people if they want to ask about spiritual things. So that's a good way to get in contact with me is at Camptonian underscore. It's my name and then I-A-N underscore. And on TikTok, if you want to, that's kind of where I put my test content. That's at Camptonian. And uh, I have a classroom on Discord. You can find that link. Um, can you spell Camptonian? TikTok. Yeah, C-A-M-P-T-O-N-I-A-N. Awesome. Yeah. Radical. Yeah. Well, uh, definitely everybody that's listening, definitely check out uh, Campton. Yeah, he has like so out. many, like just 
really interesting topics to dive into. And the fact that like, it's, it's just so cool to like, I just want to say like, thank you for validating our experience because like the things that your topics that you cover are so like similar. And it's like, it just, it's like, wow. Okay. It makes me feel less crazy when, you know, because like, I think this like diving into spirituality can make people, it's like, it, it borders on insanity. I feel like, you know, it's like, cause we have to be like mm-hmm. open to some pretty insane things. <laughs> so That's right. Yeah. So, so well, some geniuses of our past, they went crazy. They went mad and that's what got them. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's all about, I'm just fine. It's balance. You know, we always have to mm-hmm. return back to the center. That's right. Cool. Well, dude, thanks so much for being here. And like I said, yeah, we'll just, we'll, we'll make this another thing. We got to yeah. do it again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you guys for your time. Oh my gosh. I had a blast. I've never done anything like this. Like I haven't dove into these concepts to this energetic creative level and uh, ever before. So you guys gave me a wonderful experience. Thanks for having me. I know. Well, the feeling is definitely <laughs> mutual. <laughs> awesome. <laughs>